0: Hi, everybody. It's Rhiannon with Boating Insider. I am here today with Will. Is it almost say it correctly? Wangle? You got it. Okay. Will Wangle with Sea Rocket Water Adventures, and he has worked with Vessel Vanguard for a while. And I uh, really just got curious about what he's doing. He has a pretty awesome organization. And so we're going to hear a little bit about it, what he's got going on, um, talking a little bit about adrenaline and his first class experience when it comes to having adventures. So thank you so much, Will.
1: Absolutely. So um uh... Yep, our company Sea Rocket Adventures. We we kind of do just that. We do everything from boat tours, parasailing, uh, jet ski rentals, boat rentals, boat clubs. Um, we've we've done a little bit of the, of every aspect. I would say of the whole kind of water sports business. Um, we the company has been around since we think 1986 in Ocean City, Maryland. Um, even the locals don't really seem to have a legitimate answer there. Um, but anyway, I've been involved in the company for for four years, um, and we've grown it from from one big speedboat here in Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, now we've got five locations and um, all the different product offerings. Uh, we're from Delaware to South Florida, getting ready to start franchising uh, across the country. Um, it's been oh, a wow, been a really cool and unique business. Uh, I've found the. I grew up boating, but I had no business experience other than, you know, working on uh, sport fishing boats, I would mm-hmm. say in the boating world. So it's, uh, it's been an interesting ride. There's a lot of moving parts and, uh, it's, uh, I would say this it's, it's, u- it's, very unique in the, the kind of the business since I've entered the business world. Um,
0: so we'll back it up. So what's your role within the company?
1: Uh, I am the CEO. That's
0: what I thought. Right. And you've been there for four years? Yes. So did you acquire the company from somebody else or did you start it?
1: Um, the, my partner had acquired the company in 2016. He's in the, the real estate world, uh, develops hotels, campgrounds, um, a handful of marinas. And uh, this was a good supplement to his other businesses in the area here in Ocean City. Um, but he's a very forward-looking guy, and, and once we've got the the business really going here in Ocean City, timing was uh, was pretty good with the post-COVID outdoor boom, and oh, yeah.
0: uh,
1: grew it to Fort Lauderdale, um, and then to Bradenton Beach in two thousand and twenty-two. Lauderdale is twenty-one, and then this year we opened up in Chagatayev, Virginia, and Dewey mm-hmm. Beach, Delaware.
0: So you didn't have any type of business experience prior other than you said being on boats, being on the water, being familiar with that environment. So that seems like a big undertaking in a very short amount of time, like expanding to four locations, you five locations, right?
1: Yeah, it was, it was really interesting because I went to school for finance um, okay. with a finance and management degree from the University of Miami. Um, I think like every other kid from not the city, uh, you kind of, Or like, do I really want to go work in downtown Manhattan in an investment bank or, you know, financial institution? And um, my first job was a financial analyst at a a, um, research company. And I liked it, but I just didn't feel like I had fit there. Mm -hmm. It's boring to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I ended up just kind of good timing. and, And my partner now had reached out to me. He had essentially acquired this company and the other person he had involved was, was no longer a part of it. And he's like, man, I got this really cool opportunity of what I think could be a really good business. It's, it's got its challenging. A lot of a lot of moving parts with boats. Boats are expensive, uh, especially boats that are, that are older. Um, so we've had a, quite a few hurdles to get over in the last few years, but uh, uh, it's a business that I've really come to enjoy.
0: So there's a lot that you said there that my brain started like pinging, just like curious on when you started. How you said you had the one big, uh, the, the, was it the ski? What boat was it that you had at first?
1: Uh, this, it's called the Sea Rocket. It's our Sea
0: Rocket. It's the flagship one, right?
1: Yes. It's a 65 foot speed boat, um, 126 passengers. That's pretty, pretty unique boat.
0: So that was your first one. That was like the flagship boat. That was, you know, what the adventure was about. So mm-hmm. now you have the parasails, you have the jet skis and then you have the skiffs. So you really expanded pretty quickly. I mean, you're kind of covering the spectrum of the different types of adventures and people that would be interested in playing on the water. Right? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been cool to see different markets. Uh, we found different things really work well in different markets where, Ocean City, Maryland, we get a surge of tourists for the summer months. You know, you can do twenty-five or 30,000 people in a summer, whereas Mm -hmm. a market like Dewey Beach, Delaware is a a great market for rentals. You know, we have about 15 rental boats there collectively and 10 jet skis. So, you know, from our perspective, you don't need as many sales or people to have a very good business there, you know, but you're not going to do any sort of numbers like you do in Ocean City. So we've kind of, every time we moved into a new market, we've kind of evaluated, uh, you know, what's the competition like? You know, I think mm-hmm. traditional business thinking, it's always been, you know, high barrier to entry. Uh, you know, like Port Lauderdale is an example. Commercial slips are not just readily available there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when we were able to get in, it's just, you know, you don't have competition. Uh, so that evaluating, all right, you know, what's, What's the average uh, vacationer here? You know, what are they looking to do? Um, It's been kind of unique, you know, Dewey beach people don't have any problem spending $800 for a rental boat, but you're not going to get that in ocean city, Maryland. Uh, So we've kind of tailored the the experiences and the rentals to what, what the market at that location um, is like.
0: What's the biggest driver in Bradenton beach?
1: Bradenton beach. uh, We only offer parasailing there. Okay. Um, That's a really cool market because it's a lot of return customers. Uh, You'll talk to hotels there and they'll be booked 14 months out because the majority of people will rebook their hotel when they leave. So we found as we've the longer we've been there, our book has just grown grown and we get the same return customers every year. Um, So it's been an absolutely great market for us.
0: That's Fantastic, and you don't have a lot of competition that really surprises me in some of those areas. I would think that Bradenton Beach would have that type of offering already, but it sounds like no,
1: they do have a couple of parasail boats. Um, there's okay. another operator there that's a very good operator. Um, we've found this industry to be uh, a little bit um, just not ran professionally, mm-hmm. so. It's just uh, I'll, I'll use that location as an example. There's a few companies that used to be there that are that are no longer there. They just they don't. You know I think uh, all of us can agree with boating. Uh, you're better off spending the money up front and and you know making sure whether it's an older boat you repower it. You have to spend the money to have a properly operating vessel, especially uh, for us. You know we have passengers in the air on a parasail boat. So yeah. uh, there's no nothing short of uh, perfection. And, uh, we've just found, you know, having professional crews, uh, our boats in immaculate condition properly maintained, preventative maintenance, proper parasailing equipment, um, you know, and bringing that professionalism. Once customers start to notice that, uh, it, it, it makes a huge difference. And, uh, I think it's, there's a level of professionalism that's not seen a lot in water sports. Um, there's a handful of great companies across the country that that really do a great job and uh, I just think it makes a huge difference and takes a little bit of time with you know like starting any business but but people notice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of goes into my next question is what are some of the challenges that you're facing that may be unique to this type of a business?
1: Oh, there's a couple big ones. The first one is, customer service we we obsess over customer service um and over time we've been able to build out a a 24 7 365 call center which has been a a huge advantage to us you know anybody can pick up the phone anytime and call us any questions um i would say for the first year and a half that was our biggest bottleneck in our whole company um and everybody everybody wanted to do everything outside post covid um So it was a year and a half of just trying to build build as quick as we could. Um,
0: How did you do that? Because like having I mean, that was one of the things that was a pillar in a, a previous business adventure on our side. and it really did stand out. and it sounds so elementary of we we have better customer service, and then you go into the specifics, right? I know one of the things you say is that we offer a first class experience having 247 365 customer support is a big part of it. So how did you go from not offering it to making that a strategic pillar within your company's culture?
1: Good question. So my first season, uh it was COVID year. So we opened late. I think we opened like the first day of July. Um because nobody really knew like, can I have 125 people on a boat together? Um, mm-hmm. And I think like most voting businesses, we said, uh, yeah, we're opening. <laughs> and uh, I just noticed how inefficient it was having phones ring in a ticket booth, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we experimented with some call centers that do hotels. And it was just not the right fit because a hotel, you know, they're not getting... Bombarded with calls on a on a pretty day, you know mm-hmm. it's more spaced out and people are booking for two or three weeks out. Where seventy five percent of our customers are booking for that day, maybe twenty percent the next day, and five percent, you know, even further out. Um, so we just started. It was a, a weird time because most call centers actually weren't in person, mm-hmm. uh, and we found a partner of all places. They're uh, stationed in. Pittsburgh, but their agents are all across the United States and uh, they do a lot of different clients. They have some clients in kind of like city cruises uh, and ferries. Uh, They didn't really have a water sports per se uh, client, but we were able to kind of build out over a year, a a water sports based solution that um, is pretty amazing. I mean, we did over 650 phone calls in one day this year, and our abandonment rate was only like 5%. And calls wow. were answered in under 20 seconds on average. So, um, and it's it's unique in the fact where all of our captains have a, a phone number they can call if they've gotta move the rest of the day because of weather, anything else, mm-hmm. and they just tell them their name, what boat they're running, and the call center will go ahead and take care of the entire calendar.
0: Wow. That's impressive.
1: So, yeah, it's worked out very well for us.
0: So, when you mentioned captains, again, took it to the next level. So, you were able to partner with a customer support team that had the same type of standards that you all were looking to achieve with offering to your customers. And now you have your, your staff, your employees at all these different locations. How is that maintained? I mean, everywhere that I talk to anybody throughout all these industries is that. There's a shortage. It's hard to find really good work. Um, hard to retain the work. I like guess it's just a very competitive market, and then you're in somewhat of a niche part of the you know maritime industry. So, what is that like finding staff and keeping staff?
1: It was really difficult during COVID because so many water sports operations were trying to expand very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to find talent there for for a good year, and uh, after a couple of years though just our reputation really got out there on the street and it, it made it a lot easier to, to acquire people and keep them because we really take care of them, pay our health, their health insurance. Um, all of our full-time guys are, are salary plus. Um, you know, I, for me, it's, I'd, I'd rather overpay our, our good, good employees and have mm-hmm. turnover. So yeah. um, it's gotten a bit easier with, with times changing here recently. Um, you know, I would say, I think like any company there's there's always problems that pop up and you need new solutions as you try and scale. Yes. Um, one of the big ones we've been tackling the last year is just as our fleet has grown it's become very difficult to manage parts inventories and um, boat maintenance and you know I would say a year ago it was a something we needed to address and now we're like this is like priority number one. Mm. Um, with over 50 different boats and jet skis, you know, from South Florida to here and 30 different vendors. It's, we need, we just, we reached the point. It's like, all right, we all have to figure out how to get on the same page. There's just too many moving parts anymore. Um, and that's what we've, we've really been working on and, and it's been helpful. And I feel like going into next season, um, especially with our seasonal businesses where it's just a big three month rush. Yeah. uh, it's going to be a huge advantage to our business. Um, You know, just less days lost on the water for, for something being broke down or, you know, not communicated to the right person to get it fixed quickly. Um, I think typical, typical growing pains of a water-based business.
0: Imagine if you had full control of your boat, you felt safer, eliminated the unknown and you were able to forecast and plan for your boat's upcoming maintenance, instead of being caught off guard. Can you imagine knowing exactly what is installed on your boat down to the part and serial number on all of your standard and custom equipment at a moment's notice? Having instant access to your manuals while at dock or at sea and provide custom departure checklists specifically for your boat and your crew and being able to ensure the value and the pedigree of your boat with digital logs recording the full history of every event on your boat. Well, you can with Vessel Vanguard. We are the leading maintenance and safety management software in the marine industry. We work with a wide range of marine industry experts, including yacht owners, captains, ferry, and tugboat operators. If you're looking to safeguard your assets and preserve your revenue, visit vesselvanguard.com and schedule a demonstration for yourself. The link can be found in the show notes below. We look forward to supporting you and your vessel soon. Yeah, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. I mean, liability is a big one too, right?
1: Yeah. Insurance is, uh, the insurance market's been increasing dramatically, uh, especially with the parasailing space. There's very few companies that, that cover it anymore. Um, jet skis and rental boats are, are a bit easier, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of liability and, um, we do our best to, to educate people that are, that are going on any rental where they really control the craft. Um, know there's a lot of steps involved in making sure that they're good to go and um inherently with any sort of rental there's going to be people that bang up a prop or bang into a dock Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the nature of the business Um, you know but we've do everything to prevent that educate them um you know constantly improve our team every week you know what can we do better what softwares are out there um you know now they have some smart systems that you can put into jet skis that can prevent collisions, um, and prevent them, you know, you can set boundaries so people can't, uh, you know, go over six mile an hour in a no wake zone. Um, there's a lot of really interesting products out there that we have implemented or exploring, implementing, um, that just in the end of the day, it makes, it makes it a lot safer. It makes it easier for our team. Um, just a lot less to
0: worry about. So on the insurance side of it, so you said there's very few that will support the parasail um, mm-hmm. insurance back. In. My guess is that there's human life loss and that's just an exponential payout and across the board, a tragedy I'm assuming. Um, but when I think about like, are there any requirements on the insurance side? Cause I know you and I work together, obviously in vessel Vanguard and supporting maintenance mm-hmm. forecasting and checklists and that kind of thing. I'm, what well, I'm curious on if insurance companies are going to start to go down the path of requiring something like a maintenance tracking solution to showcase, hey, we did do these safety checklists, um, you know, some sort of discount on insurance or, you know, even to obtain insurance, if that's something that they would make mandatory. Have you heard anything about that?
1: That's very interesting because uh, on the parasail side, it is heavy, like the insurance companies are very strict. You have to have. Um, a minimum of three years just working on a parasail boat as a mate before they'll even consider you. And then you essentially have to have, um, what they call rotations, which is putting a parachute up for eight to 10 minutes and bringing it back down. You need to have uh, 500 plus rotations with a very experienced captain. Um, and then you need to have reference industry references that are, that are well known to, to put their name down for you as well. Wow. Um, the, the problem has been with the parasailing side. Is there's been a couple of accidents, two over the last four years within the United States. And um, both of them have been complete just captains just making terrible decisions with incoming weather, um, just not being smart in any way. And every time a parasol accident happens, it's immediate national news. Right. Even though statistically parasailing is as safe as an airline. Um, But understandably, it always makes the news. Uh, You know, jet ski rentals, the amount of deaths per year per state is actually crazy.
0: Um, Is it really?
1: It is. I mean, I can just tell you here in ocean city, Maryland, um, there's rarely a summer without one to two fatal jet ski accidents by the rental companies here. That's awful. Yeah. It's, you know it's kind of but jet ski insurance they just have it off the shelf mm. um, but one thing we've noticed is we've grown and you know they see the consistent safety record and we I always send them everything we're implementing from a safety perspective mm. and it's given us a lot more um i would say negotiating power with them in terms of if we want to tr- you know try new things like incorporating our <laughs> boat and jet ski club into our insurance or, you know, if, if we get something back, you know, quote that we don't like, um, they're much more willing to work with us.
0: That's interesting. So uh, you just said something about your club. So do you, tell me a little bit about I'm assuming that they are you know rentals that you're able to participate in no matter what location you're at. But do you have a club offering?
1: Yes, we're we're, we're starting a club at our Dewey Beach location in Chigateek location. OK, um, you know, for us, there's both of those locations, there's very limited marina space. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: growing up boating, I'm not a huge fan of putting my boat in the water at the ramp every day. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, my much gosh. Much in Fort Myers, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. So and there's I see it all the time, especially being in the marina business a little bit now. Um, uh, sea Rocket also manages the, the two marinas that are in Dewey Beach, Delaware, um, the one that we operate out of. And uh, there's a lot of people that they just, you know, they rarely use their boat. And it'd be much more easier for them to just join a club. Yeah. Um, and we want to pre- be able to provide a, a very easy way where they can just pick up the phone Hey, this is my membership ID. Um, I'd like to go, you know, Saturday, I'd like a pontoon boat for eight hours, and they can show up and it's ready to go for them. And, you know, they're not paying dockage and insurance and a payment on a boat. Um, and we think it's going to be for those particular markets. There's there's not a whole lot there. Um, you know, obviously Freedom and Carefree, they've, they've got a lot yeah. of locations across the, the United States. Um, but for both those locations, there's, there's not an existing club. Mm. So we're rolling that out this year. Um, and it's a good supplement to our business considering... The mem- the monthly membership fees versus you know rentals were just oh yeah seventy five days open versus uh, year round income
0: yeah so that's a phenomenal option it's something that um you know we had looked at a long time ago I'm from Fort Myers so I, similar to you group on the waters over here um you know Back Bay and um, River Riding and my husband's not from the area so he's from Ohio and we came down here so it's time to get a boat. Um, but we definitely explore that option. I think for somebody who's a recreational boater, um, who doesn't have easy access or doesn't have, you know, a lift in their backyard, what a phenomenal option. You pay a fee, you have access to all the joys, all the happiness that goes along with being on the water and you leave all the headache to the side. It can, and it gets expensive, right? Cause you got to have your trailer, you gotta mm-hmm. have, to, you know, place to store the trailer. You gotta be able to navigate the boat ramp, which is hellacious. I don't think I've ever seen a great boat ramp experience <laughs> Yeah. it's stressful it's crazy i mean we ended up going to um a marine max over here just so we could schedule it and not have to worry about that but the downside is that i can't take it whenever i want to i have to be able to schedule it and if somebody else took that time spot then i don't have access to it so given a take but being a part of a club it's just, it just seems like it really vibes with the whole boating mentality and like you just want to go out and enjoy yourself on the water
1: Absolutely. And in the way the the whole marina industry is, is growing, uh, in in short, there's very, very limited marinas built nowadays, um, virtually none. Um, and there's over time, there's going to be increasing roll ups and national companies acquiring them. And, you know, there, a lot of them are, you know, need a lot of work. And in order to to net those capital expenditures rates are going to go up. Um, you know, just, supply and demand. Uh, You know, so as that happens, there's going to be a lot of people that it just makes a a lot more sense to to join a club.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's happening here. Obviously we had the hurricane a couple of years ago. And so, I mean, we've got maybe two marinas to choose from down here and they're fully booked. You have to go on a waiting list. So I think that's fantastic. All right. So you have new locations that you're opening up or are
1: we have five now um we just added a couple boats to our Fort Lauderdale fleet this year um last month um awesome. two two party boats so they'll, they'll fit in perfect in Fort Lauderdale um, yeah. I just
0: got back did you go to the boat show I did not okay I just got back from there so yes they will fit in perfectly <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> um we're we're this coming year um we're not planning to open up any more locations in-house but we're going to uh we're hoping to sell a couple franchises. Um, we're just finalizing that whole process now, but we've uh, we're finding it, it makes sense for to open up a, an in-house location if if we've got a location we know we can do some serious numbers and have a, a whole mm-hmm. series of offerings, rentals, experiences. Um, but we've also found there's a lot of places where uh, you know, say a mom and pop Marina or a local operator, it would make a lot more sense for them to just partner with us. We provide all the customer support, the knowledge, um, booking system website. I mean, if, if they if it's an option, we can do it. Um, and you know, they can operate their, their rental boats or jet skis and, um, you know, in a franchise aspect and it, it just for, from our perspective, it makes a lot more sense to work with a local partner that you know has the the truck or the local knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're there to help them and they can use our ecosystem in, in every way possible for them to maximize what they can make.
0: Good um, for
1: you. And we've been we've been seeing quite a bit of interest, uh, especially on inland lakes and south. I was just
0: country. gonna bring up lakes and see if that's something that you guys had really exploited.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. We, we, we even have quite a few other water sports companies that um, we're going to be offering this as well. Um, kind of white labeling our whole customer service apparatus and yeah. letting them utilize it because they just, they need solutions. And, and with our partners, we've been working to, you know, be able to offer that to a wider audience.
0: That's fantastic. So you had mentioned um, COVID and, you know, kind of the explosion with outdoor activities. My parents, we have, um, a business up in North Georgia up in Helen, Georgia. So it's a cabin rental company. And it exploded. I mean, because one of the things you could do was go to a cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. right? And you could be outside and technically not be around masses of people. Um, so they I mean, it just it, crazy explosion. So we've been going up there for a really long time, being down here in Southwest Florida on the saltwater, and then all of a sudden going up and playing in a lake. So we we're on, on Lake Burton. And then um, what's the big one? It's on the North, South Carolina and Georgia. I always forget the name of it. Hartwell, Lake Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it a was I mean, totally different boating experience. One, because there's no like monsters underneath the water um, to the extent that the saltwater provides. But it was a very different experience. More pontoon, smaller boats, a lot of inboards. And I could totally see that being a huge resource there because we weren't going to tow our boat up there. But I really wanted to experience zipping around on the lake. So that's interesting.
1: Yep. Yep. And we want to keep, you know, we want to work with a a franchisee on what works best for their area. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to the rental side, we'd love to keep this dual approach where we have rentals. You know, if you're going there for a week, you know, it's just, just rent a boat for a day. Whereas traveling all over as we build our network, you know, you can access boats in a lot of different places. So, fantastic. know,
0: So you did, when I was digging around on your website, looking at all your information, um, one of the things I saw was it's like a blog or you had like a newsletter and there were some different articles that you're posting just about some of the specials that you're doing or, you know, locations and how to get more information. But I did see one article that said, why do we desire an adrenaline rush? Is that something that you wrote or did you just absorb that information from other resources?
1: I didn't write that. I'm sure our marketing team wrote that.
0: Okay. (laughs) I was like, that's a great push of like, let me get inside your brain and tell you why you need this in your life. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's fantastic. All right. So obviously you're kicking butt on the customer service. Your business is doing really, really well. We will link everything about sea rocket water adventures into this podcast. And we'll get you some clips out there so people can know where to find you. And what else do you want the world to know about what you and your partner are doing there with the business?
1: we got a lot of moving parts. We've got our water sports business. Um, Another really cool business that my partner's involved in, um, it's called great outdoor cottages and they've started a a houseboat manufacturing division. Um, And they're pretty damn cool. Um, Imagine an extremely nice cottage on water. Like you go inside and it's a nice kitchen and like a fully furnished, you know, brand new cottage.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I've seen it that as you're saying, I'm like, I remember going, what is that? Then I look a little further. I'm like, that is so cool.
1: Yes, there's going to be some really cool things coming out of that company. Um, We have where our water sports is in Shigateek. It's called Bluefin Bungalows and Marina. They have a a Marina that's about 75% full of those cottages. And, uh, this was the first summer it was open. It was really neat because the families loved it. The kids would be fishing off the dock.
0: Yeah. They're right
1: in the marina, they're right next to our all of our rental boats where they can go rent a boat and then go out fishing for the day. Um, it's a very, we found that the houseboat market to be very interesting in, in the United States. There's, there's only a handful of manufacturers and mm. luxury is definitely not on their mind. Yeah. Uh, so we felt like it was a, a really cool niche and uh, it's exceeded my expectations because you go in there and you're like, I feel like I'm in a home, not a boat. Uh, so that's that's another really cool area that we're involved in. Um, but yeah, we're looking to to keep growing um, our brand and locations and everything in between.
0: So are, are you hiring within your locations? Is that something that if somebody was interested in, possibly joining the team. Do you have um, that link on your website also?
1: We do, yes. We have a, okay. uh, I think they've rearranged it recently, but somewhere there's a there's a jobs page on the website. Okay. Um, and we're also looking, really looking to grow our team within the marina space. Um, so there's, there's gonna be some more really cool news coming, hopefully pretty soon there.
0: And are you ready to start talking franchisees or is that something that's coming down the way?
1: Absolutely, yup. We are. We're looking to start there uh, sooner rather than later. I was was very nervous. If if you asked me a year ago, I would have been super nervous because supply chains were still so crazy Mm -hmm. to to have a franchisee and then they can't get boats for 10 months. Uh, But yeah, has really loosened up here, I would say, the last three or four months. So excellent. Yeah. Well,
0: hopefully we'll get this out there and one at the very, very minimum, you know, people will know exactly what you're doing, why you're different. And if they see you at one of those locations that they can feel really good about taking an adventure with Sea Rocket Water Adventures. But there's so much more that you've got going on, and I think it could pique a lot of interest out there. So hopefully we'll get some people that are interested in what you're doing and who knows. And we'll see Waterhouse luxury boats all over the place <laughs> a year from now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we've, we've got a pretty good website. We're all over social media, YouTube. Um, there's plenty of cool clips of our company. And uh, yeah. We will yep.
0: definitely link it in the notes here so you have easy <laughs> access to get to it. Um, but I'm really glad that you and I got a chance to do this. I know that we have quick conversations every now and then just about you know how we're supporting your vessel and all those good fun things. But it's really nice to actually like pick your brain and see how did you even get here and what a cool opportunity you've got in front of you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been a cool ride um, and, and kind of with the changing economic conditions, um, you know, kind of evolving. Um, it's been neat. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to, to next year. Just we've been growing very, very rapidly. It'll, it'll be nice to kind of just get settled in and really get everything that we have fire on all cylinders and some of our new projects. So we're uh, we're looking forward to it.
0: I love it. Well, I hope you feel better soon. I hope you get up to, back to 100% capacity. Um, we will post everything. I'm grateful that we got a chance to do this and go Knowles. So I had to throw that out there for you. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know you were a hurricane. <laughs> we could have been bantering for a while. <laughs> it's coming up. We got what two weeks? I think we play.
1: I think so. The Hurricanes have played decent. Of course, the they, they've both games they lost. They absolutely just blew.
0: Yeah, well, the one that you lost, like, and it really, you shouldn't have, right? The fumble, the last, like...
1: All they had to do well, was take a knee.
0: All they had to do was take a knee. Yeah. <laughs> like, what on earth? But, well, it's going to be at Doak, so, I don't know, if I was a betting girl, I'd probably go this route, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we'll have to follow back up and see.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much, Will. I'm really grateful for you. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And let us know if you get a chance to go experience the sea rocket water adventures with Will and his team. Thanks, everyone.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me.